0: Welcome to Diagnosing Drama, where the clinic is open and your TV addiction is my specialty. I'm B, your seasoned physician assistant, here to address all of your guilty pleasure concerns. Well, hello. Welcome back to clinic. I know I've been closed for a minute, but I had some guests come in town and it has really been difficult for me to kind of record and edit and post. So um, we're going to catch up. It's going to be kind of a breeze through because I'm super late. I mean, we are already about to have the next um, week three Power of Veto and I haven't finished week two. So I'll kind of breeze through those episodes. The last one I did, we had Hysom winning as HOH and I believe we had Riley and Cameron were nominated. So I am way, way behind. So much has happened On the show, but also in the feeds. The feeds have been loco in the cocoa, bananas crazy. Um, So there's a lot to catch up on. I know I'm not going to be able to give as much details um, as I normally would. Or would want to but it's like a lot of this stuff is just old news at this point the other thing that i wanted to mention is i do have a instagram and it is same name diagnosing drama i try and post um, some still shots from the episode just kind of giving the highlights so go um over there like follow review all those things that you're supposed to say um, so let's get into it. We're going to fast forward over to our, not exactly fast forward, more like pick up where I left off, but kind of in fast forward mode. So let's get ready. Okay. We have two alliances when we last left left off we have the handful alliance that included Riley, Cameron, Matt, America, Cameron, Jarrett, and Blue. And then we had the professors and that was the other side of the house, with Felicia, Suri, Jared, Heissam, Red, and Nicole, and I'm forgetting Bowie Jane. Heissam's the HOH. Um, remember, they had the Nether Region um, competition. Jared was sent off to the nether region and then he returned with the message that said he had to nominate or send another soul back to the nether region and that they would be safe for the week because they would not be there for the nomination ceremony. Um, he ends up choosing Jag to do that, and our nominees ended up being Riley and Cameron. So right after the nomination ceremony, Riley goes up there and she's talking to Hysam. Hysam just gives me very condescending vibes. Like he speaks to her like she's just a child, that she's beneath him. It I agreed. Riley was just like, it really rubbed me the wrong way. Like when I talked to him, I just, ugh, he irks her and he irks really irks me and that was definitely the edit that he got for this episode of um yeah the the hoh itis is for real i have diagnosed him with that and um he's gonna need to take a chill pill okay all right so a little while goes on jack comes back from the nether region and initially he's like i don't have a message at all um you know they sometimes they send them back with the transmission message and this time they didn't so we go over and we have Heisem and Matt, and Matt um is talking with Heisem. Heisem tells him, look, you really need to be careful about winning the, the veto because if you win it and then if you decide to save Riley, then people are really going to look at you guys as a showman. And, um, you know, Heisem trying to tell him, I don't want you to do this. And in his confessional, he's saying, well, one, I don't want him to take Riley off because Riley truly is my target, but also Matt is kind of sort of my backup, so I really don't want him to win it because if Matt wins it, takes off Riley, then he has to go and get even more blood on his hands, right? So he's really trying to convince Matt it would be really dangerous for him to win. Matt goes, he tells Riley, look, Hyson really doesn't want me to win, but whatever, I'm going to do my best to gun for that veto so that I can save you. And Riley was like, I don't want you to like jeopardize your game or whatever. But if you can win it, perfect. After that, we have a transmission from the scary verse. And it is saying that Jag has to send another soul over there. But the person that he sends won't be able to compete in the power veto um, competition. So at first he talks with Riley. Riley really wants him to pick Red. Hysum doesn't love that idea because if Red wins that veto, he is really close with Cameron and there's a potential that he could take Cameron off the block and then um, you know Heisum would have to choose someone else. So he tells Jack he would prefer if he if he chose to send blue because he also know knows that blue is another person that I mean, like, yeah, win the competition and save Riley. So Jag ultimately goes around the house talking to people, seeing if someone will volunteer. Bowie Jane volunteers. He's like, all right, bet. So he goes, um, the scary verse little globe goes off saying, yeah, Jag, it's time for you to send us a soul. And he says, sure. I went and I asked for nominees. Bowie Jane nominated herself or volunteered. So I'm going to send her. Heisem's really upset with this after um, he sends Bowie because he really thought, you know, he he said blue. He wanted blue. And that's kind of how Heisem has been running this HOH so far is he tells people. He doesn't suggest it's like he forgets that, you know, Haysom, you only have a certain amount of power and you can't make these people do something. Ultimately, the the decision is theirs. And so he does say in his confessional, you know, Jag is um, is, better be happy he's safe this week because that would have been an offense to to defy him. He didn't say defy, but to defy him to the point that um, you would go against my wishes. I, you know, that would have been something that he would have considered nominating him for. Now it's time to have our, um, veto competition draw. And Matt is chosen. America is chosen and Riley gets house, um, house guest choice and she chooses blue. They have to listen to these clues from like a record that's playing. And then Once they hear the message, it'll tell them like they have to interpret the message and it tells them to perform a task and it's a timed event. So way back (laughs) when this originally was going on, everyone was mentioning that this was a really long like time for the feeds to be out. So they had the competition and typically the feeds would have already been back on, but they were cut off for like an um, unknown amount of time. Like it was really long. And people were speculating that, you know, in the past when they've um, kept the feeds off for this long after a competition, something has happened. Usually it's someone who has like gotten hurt and had to get medical care or passed out or something like something happened is what everyone was speculating. And so, you know, they're like, oh, it'll be interesting to kind of see what this competition is because maybe we can kind of surmise, like, what exactly happened. Because when the feeds finally came back on, people were saying, you know, there's no way that they would nominate or consider nominating Matt after the competition. So it kind of implied that people just, for whatever reason – something happened with Matt and this competition and it kind of seemed like the competition was unfair because um, even Heysen was like, I know I said that he originally was my backup, but I couldn't do that to him after that competition. So when I finally had the opportunity to see the competition, well, duh, obviously this competition would be really hard for Matt to complete um, compete in just given that the main Part of this competition is hearing something and then being able to interpret that. So it seemed like he really struggled with this competition. I also thought it was very interesting that unlike literally just about every other competition we've had in the past, they um, didn't give the times for everyone. They just did the top three times and it's probably I'm guessing um, to hide a huge discrepancy in the times, especially if if something happened while Matt was doing it, whether he timed out or he just took a significantly longer time than everyone else, it just seemed a little bit suspicious that they only showed three of the scores. Blue came in third place with two minutes and 36 seconds. Cameron came in second at two minutes and 10 seconds. And then at a whopping minute 45, we have Heisem. So the HOH-itis was Already like at critical um, stages, and now on top of that, he has won power veto, so he literally has all of the power this week. And that was probably the last thing that he needed, if we're being honest. After the competition is over, Bowie Jane comes back, she tells them she doesn't have a message. Honestly, I don't even think people realize that she was gone, she kind of left, and it was like, Oh, yeah, I guess you were supposed to be here whenever she returned. Riley then decides to do a hail mary. Let me go back up, talk to Heisem, see if there's any slim chance that he would consider using this POV on me. And you know, he talks to her the same way he's been talking to her this whole week, and telling her, you know, if I were to use the veto, I really don't want to get any more blood on my hands. It would be in my best interest just to leave the nomin leave the nominations the same. And he does tell her, like, look, at the POV nomination ceremony, I am going to tell the House that you are my target and that I would want them to aid in voting you out, which I mean, I don't know. I guess in his head, he's one of like, he just really wants to keep saying, like, I'm an honest person, I'm an honest person, but it's like. Okay, I think you are implied that you want them to vote her out if you were to just say she's your target, but whatever. The other thing that was going on where people were really upset with how this nomination speech went. So speculation before the episode aired, they were like, what could Heisem have said? It really rubbed people the wrong way. They really had some sympathy for Riley. They kind of thought he went a little too harsh. Um, During his speech against her. But honestly, the speech, when I actually saw it on the episode, wasn't all that bad. I mean, I guess it was, you know, a little bit, I don't know what the word is. He probably didn't need to say that Riley was the reason that the house split prematurely. And essentially saying, like, she put them in these cliques. Um, And you know, it's time to vote her out and then we can kind of redraw the lines, reconfigure things, start with the new slate if we get her out. And you can kind of see some people's faces while he's doing the speech, kind of surprised at what he's saying, like clearly saying you're my, um, she's my target, vote her out. And Suri, even in her like diary moment was saying, you know, I didn't love that speech, like him telling us who to vote out and to to say that that's your target and, you know, all of these things. And so she was like, eh, I think he's getting a little bit too big in his britches kind of a thing. Like she um she didn't love the speech. And so that's kind of how people kind of left this episode of having a little bit more sympathy for Riley just because Heism is really letting everyone know, no, I'm gunning really hard for her. So next up, we will have the nomination ceremony. So we're going to see who's going to leave week two. Our final nominees are Riley and Cameron, and one of them has got to go. We have made it to the eviction episode of week two. So as a reminder, we have Cameron and who else? Riley, are on the block. And the announcer teases a potential house flip when he's doing like his little recap. And whenever Julie did her um, kind of introduction to the live audience, which we haven't had for a while, she also threw in there something about what the house guests follow Heisen's um, demands, right? So the beginning of the episode starts out with Um, The fallout from having the veto speech So Riley is in her DR She's crying She's just like How can you blame me for being the reason That like the whole house flips Like give me a break And then Jag is mentioning You know look we need seven votes We have to convince just one person Just to try and save her So you know they're working really hard um, That side of the house The handful To try and see if they can get the votes To keep her Sari and Izzy are, like, a little bit weirded out with Hysam. Um, they're like, Hysam's really sketching people out. Um, she's saying, look, it's a lot. Um, Sari even mentions that last week, Riley really had her and Miss Felicia's back. And she would want to be able to keep her word to, to Riley and let her know, like, look, I want to keep you safe but they know that that would really be going against Heisem's wishes, which he has clearly kind of pointed out to everyone. Matt has his DR, and he, you know, he's really going to miss Riley if she, like, if he's not able to save her or, like, find the votes to keep her more so, not just because, you know, they're in alliance together, but Riley also went out of her way to make sure. Um, That Matt wasn't missing anything because he couldn't hear. So Riley really had kind of become his ears. um, And he's mentioned like in really big group settings, it's hard for him to kind of catch everything that's said when a bunch of people are talking at one time. So she was probably one of the few, if not the only, who would go out of her way to make sure that she either kept him up in the moment or kind of gave him like, you know, the gist after the conversation ended. Sari and Matt, they also have a combo and they start talking. Sari's letting him know, kind of putting the bug in his ear. Like, look, I would be open to like keeping her. Like, we got to play this out. We got to see, you know, she's been really good to me. And, you know, it'd be great for me to be able to return the favor to her. And um, it just kind of goes on. The It goes on with more people talking about. Hysom speech and how unnecessary It was Izzy and Corey and Blue are in a room at one point And it's funny because they're Saying like look we already knew he wasn't going to use It anyway so like to add in that little Razzle dazzle like that was just unnecessary Right they're like it was just It was too much They also um Izzy Said well you know he said he wanted to play An honest game and that conversation Was our speech was very honest Miss Felicia said it was Really brutal And Felicia and Sari, when they're sitting down talking, you know, Sari tells her, like, look, we kind of have the power right now because if we, um, between the two of us, we can convince Jared and Izzy, the two of us, you know, can guide Jared and Izzy into whatever we decide. Like, we really do have the power right now. And so that's when they start thinking, like, look, maybe keeping Riley is better for our game over keeping Cameron. Like, we just need to run the numbers. We'll come back. We'll talk about it. Cameron and Jarrett have this ridiculous little moment, I guess. That, I don't know. For whatever reason, they felt that it needed to make the episode despite all of the other drama that was going on. This, for sure, needed to make the episode. And when I say all the other drama that was going on, they mentioned, like, a house flip, but it wasn't just, like, a house flip. It was, like, the house was flipped... And then flipped back and was almost flipped again. Like, it was just a lot. But they needed to keep in that Jared. um, Oh, I guess they kept it in because (laughs) Uh, Cameron's going on this whole rant talking about, you know, people being related in the house and all these different people that they have in the house. And, like, he's like, oh, we have an Olympian. We have an Instagrammer, which they, like, turned to blue. I guess she has, like, a big following or something. We have this. We have that. And he's like, look, I have a theory for you. Do you think you can keep a secret? And Jared's like, oh boy, here it comes. All right. And Cameron says that he believes Miss Felicia is Denzel Washington's um, sister. She, He thinks that they are related. Jared just has a super blank face on. I think it was just more so a relief of one, you're not um, anywhere near close to knowing my secret. But also, wh- where did that come from? Like, Like, what? And Jared does ask him, like, How did you get there? Like, (laughs) um, Cameron goes on about, you know, mannerisms. I mean, just the mannerisms. I'm a big Denzel fan. Okay, whatever. We got to move on. And we move on to the professors having a meeting and they call it their office hours. And it's not really more so a meeting as like a lecture, Um, Because Heisem was at the head of this meeting and what he says goes, no need for any input from anyone else. It was essentially a professor talking to his students, except they were actually supposed to be in their office hours, kind of like the teacher's lounge, instead of it being Heisem just, you know, asking questions, answering themselves. So Heisem goes on and he tells them, like, look, after Riley leaves, the other side of the house is really going to be scrambling and everyone kind of needs to find themselves a buddy, kind of get that buddy on their side so that, you know, they, they're not just, we can scoop them up. And he also goes on to tell them, but you don't, you can't make any other alliances. Like if you're out there making new alliances, like that's, that's not cool. It goes against the professors and he also is like everyone it's it's clear like who our next targets are and he mentions blue and jag and um Nicole was okay with this she's like okay i mean that sounds okay but as soon as they like start to answer he starts cutting them off hysom <laughs> also goes on to say you know i really need to step take a step back from all of this winning it's really putting a target on my back so just letting you guys know like i'm i'm going to need to I guess, essentially say, I'm not going to be performing at my best in competitions. But he also told the professors that they need to keep a close eye on Jared. And you know how sometimes they have those moments where you say, how did we get here? This would be that flashback moment for Hysam in the future to say, how did I get here? That's right. You mentioned Jared's name in front of his mom now of course that was unbeknownst to you but once you find out you will know that that was a critical error in the trajectory of your gameplay, sir after that meeting Izzy and Suri go on and they're continuing what they were saying early like Heisman's really scaring us like he ran that meeting and like if we have the opportunity to back or backdoor him we really need to take it Felicia walks in they're looking at her they're all laughing I guess it was kind of one of those things like you know when like you're working and you have like a staff meeting and you sit in the meeting you listen to like whatever they say and then you guys leave and y'all laugh about it after that's kind of the vibe that I was getting is the office hours had ended and now they were going to go have their kiki about what the heck just happened in that meeting right so they tell Felicia whenever like she walks in like look we got the opportunity to take Hysam out, we need to do it. And Felicia's like, all right, bet. She was all for it. Um, and because she also says, like, I'm protective of Jared. And um, between these three women, they also kept saying, like, no man is going to get in here and tell us what to do. Like, we all have our own minds. We're smart people alone. We don't need some man to try and tell us how to play this game, which is valid because clearly they know how to play, Right. Heisen, I guess, was taking his advice about trying to find a buddy. Because after this, he's talking to America and he's telling her, um, you know, because Riley divided this house, we all got put on these sides. And, you know, if I had the option to choose my side, I'm currently not essentially on the side that I would have chosen. Like, I would have wanted to work with the other side of the house. And I don't really know... I don't know. It was hard to say because he didn't have, like, a, a diary moment to further explain himself. I don't know if he was telling her, like, I would I want to work on that side because he truly wanted to work on that side and he feels like he got the short end of the stick because he has to work with the older group and he feels like he should be more with the athletic younger crowd. Or if he was saying this in an effort to try and make her think, like, oh, yeah, like, I want to work with you guys. Like, if it... If I headed my way, like, I would have loved to have been, you know, aligned with y'all. So I don't, that was hard to tell. I don't really know, but guess it doesn't matter because America's not buying it anyway. She's like, I don't trust him. It just seems kind of slimy. And I guess she probably had the same kind of reservations that I had of being like, I don't really know where he's coming at with this conversation. She immediately is like, look, I can save this information for later, this may help me. And she does. It seems like soon after that, she tells Corey about this conversation. Corey then and tells, um, goes on and he tells Miss Felicia and, like, Sari and Izzy about what America said. And, you know, they start talking and he is totally game of keeping Riley. He's like, look, okay, cool. They talk about how – um, this didn't really get shown in the episode, but part of the reason why they wanted to keep Riley was to spite Heism. There, it, it was that whole, don't tell me who to vote for. I, okay, well, I'm going to vote for who you don't want me to vote for, regardless of if if it's best for my game kind of a thing. But Corey's cool with that. He likes Riley. He's like, sure, I'm good. Nicole, on the other hand, is not interested. So Suri is like, look, we have some people in our alliance whenever we start to make... When we start to make big decisions like this, they want to be informed and part of that decision. Other people, you know, just tell us after the decision is made who you want us to vote for and we'll do that. Bowie Jane falls into the latter category. So Suri was like, we didn't even need to tell her about, you know, potentially changing our votes, at least at this point, because Bowie just would rather not have all of that extra information. But Nicole, on the other hand, she likes to be a part of the discussion And Nicole is trying to tell them, like, I understand what Hysim said may have been harsh in that veto ceremony. However, Riley needs to go. I don't care what Hysim said. Riley needs to go. And so she's just like, I'm not interested in it at all. And I know when I listen to kind of um, updates on the feeds. This flip kind of went back and forth. Like, Nicole has kind of had these moments where she talks to America, not the person, like, the country. Um, and she'll go either into, like, the storage room or she'll, like, find an empty room. And she'll essentially kind of talk out her thoughts. And she's like, I don't care what Heism, um could have said in that moment. Like, at the end of the day, Riley is the one that needs to go. And at one point early in the week after the veto ceremony, they had essentially gathered all of the votes to keep Riley. They had kind of started to form a blind side of Hysam by keeping Riley. And then um, somehow they decided to flip it back. And so that's how we ended up with The end result of Riley being unanimously evicted from the Big Brother house. She was week two. I think it was day 16 is what Julie said. Um, I could be wrong about that. And, um, you know, again, Riley is not returning to the house because Julie does let her know that Jared and Sari are mother and son. And Riley was completely shocked so it looks like next week, Hysam is public enemy number one because he he ended up doing exactly what he said Riley did, and she ran her HOH horribly, and she had to deal with her consequences because those poor actions have consequences, and Riley is a good person. She just happens to not be great at the game and Heisem, I feel like you're going to be hearing a lot of the same things um next week so it'll it'll be interesting to see who wins HOH and who gets nominated um I Heism is far too much of a competition competition kind of threat to if you really want to get him out to put him up front right like as a initial nominee like they're gonna have to backdoor him but it all depends on who wins the hoh and they didn't even start the hoh competition at the end of this episode i think they may have like flashed to the set but they didn't start it so that is the end of this episode um i'm gonna try my very best to stay as update (laughs) up to date on these episodes as I can, but my real clinic, (laughs) my real job, um, actually can sometimes take away some of my time, but I will do my very best. It's been a good shift. You guys have a good night. Clinic is closed. Thanks for listening to Diagnosing Drama. This shift is over and it's time for me to clock out. Remember, a healthy dose of guilty pleasures is good for the soul. Until next time, keep binge watching responsibly. See you at our next appointment.